Thank you for checking out Blog Theater from Happy Living. Blog Theater is Scott Berry's take on a blog post on happyliving.com. Scott is a former NFL draft pick who has turned his talents to screenwriting and performing his critically acclaimed one-man shows Solo Gig Squared and Rise. He is a man of many talents, and we hope you enjoy his burst of inspiration. Inspiration isn't enough to transform your life is the title of the blog to be tested today, written by Mr. Matt Gersper at Happy Living, or more accurately, the blog that lit the fire of today's blog theater and a question burning a hole in my brain. And please know that I ask this question more to stir the figurative pot than the literal pot. In other words, the question isn't real. It's just a wooden spoon designed to stir the soup. Or, as Abraham Lincoln once said, the answer lies in the question. The trick is to find the right question, the question you may not want to ask. Okay, here it is. How come, for the most part, self-help, motivational, this and that doesn't work? What did the blog tester for Happy Living, a self-help company, just say? A company that I support and endorse and have been helped by a ton. From our own handwritten New Year's resolutions to Tony Robbins illuminating the stadium full of people with pearls of self-help wisdom, how come 90% of the time I have no idea what the real scientific percentage is? I'm going from experience and impression that helping the self part doesn't stick. Sure, maybe a day or two, a week, a month, and we're back in the weeds of our lives. The information sounds good. We get all fired up and inspired only to watch that inspiration fade away. Sometimes by the time we pull into our driveways. Why? That is, in my opinion, the essence of Matt's blog. Though he doesn't ask it out loud, it's also likely, I'm going inside Matt's head here, that he wrote the great book, turning inspiration into action to help facilitate the fading inspiration and the inaction. For example, maybe one night watching late night TV, you buy a P90X. It looks great and easy. A few minutes a day and you're in possession of washboard abs and rippling biceps. It arrives, but you're busy. You tell yourself you'll take it out at the end of next week that turns into a couple months. Before you know it, it's sitting in a closet somewhere collecting dust. A couple years later, you discover it moving. You haven't touched it, but you tell yourself, I should hang on to it. I'll get to it when I get settled into my new place. But your new place is smaller than your old place, so you store it in your spouse's dad's barn. Five years later, you decide to clean out your stuff from said barn. Your spouse's dad is tired of your and his junk. And there it is, P90X, still fresh in the box, fresh and new, just waiting. So you move it into your new storage unit where it sits to this day. Sounds fantastical, right? But that's a true story. And the crazy part is that my wife is plenty fit and healthy and walks and practices yoga. She just doesn't use her fantastical P90X. Why? You see, it's a perfectly vicious cycle that feeds the self-help world. In fact, if we all took their great advice, like the advice Matt gives in his blog, they would likely go out of business. And we might be living the life of our dreams. But we don't do that. So the self-helpers carry on. Have you noticed how rich and popular Tony Robbins is? 
feeding on our sense that something is wrong with our lives, not fit enough, not rich enough, popular enough, simply not enough, and someone has the magical cure-all answer. Cliff notes, they don't. That's not to say that Tony Robbins is a bad guy or full of it, though he's entirely capable of being full of it, just like the rest of us. I even listened to his tapes back in the 90s when I was selling real estate to boost my sales. I'd get all jacked up driving and listening and thinking of all the ways I was going to harness my personal power and make more money, more money, more money. Problem is, it didn't work then. Not sure it would work now. But here's what did work back then. Taking acting classes and going to therapy. In fact, my first year of therapy, I made twice as much money as the year before and twice as much the next year, propelling me into the number one slot in my real estate office. Sure, you could say therapy is self-help, and I'd agree. But I don't recall my therapist ever going Freud or Tony Robbins on me, and my experience of therapy was mostly my therapist nodding her head, asking a few questions, and listening to me talk. And talk. And talk. I started once a week and I ended up twice a week. This was before therapy was popular and I was embarrassed to tell anybody, so I kept it to myself. But what happened was fascinating. My confidence grew. My sense of self and perspective grew. And as I waded through my life and all my complaints and resentments and dreams and hopes and successes and failures, I began to understand who I was, what I'd experienced, what I wanted, what I was interested in. I began to stop blaming other people and instead began to forgive them and take control of me. Personal responsibility, as Matt talks about in his blog. I was better on the phone in meetings, developing relationships with clients. It helped me as a person and it also helped me make more money. I went from an average real estate agent to number one in the office. Acting class, too. Every class was a gauntlet I had to run to overcome my fears of revealing my vulnerabilities in front of other people, of accessing my emotions, the real ones. You could call acting class self-help as well, minus the Shakespeare. So when I ask the question, why doesn't self-help work? I don't mean why doesn't the information self-help has to offer work. I mean, why don't we let it work for us? In many ways, we think the information alone is enough. They said it, I heard it, voila, I am fixed. Not so fast. In Matt's blog, he uses words like practice, action, dedication, commitment. Truth is, self-help is a verb, not a noun. It requires us to take action. But why don't we? In my humble opinion, it's not because we're afraid or lazy. It's because we don't know ourselves. For example, aside from therapy, I've never made any progress in my life without deep contemplation and or actual meditation. The clearer I am about who I am, the easier it is for me to act. Because my action simply becomes an extension of myself and not some task I have to muster up the energy to complete. Nobody else has to inspire me. In fact, I act without inspiration at all. Writing comes to mind. I don't write when I'm inspired. I write to be inspired. If I only wrote when I was inspired, I'd probably write about half the time that I do. So, 
Who are we? That's the second big question, and in my opinion, the existential question that we must ask first. It's like a friend I have that constantly moves, cities, jobs, relationships, always thinking the next place or person or job will solve his problems. They never do. Why? Because wherever he goes, he takes himself with him. You, us, me. So how do we get to ourselves, our essence, our core? My experience in acting class and therapy taught me that it's a process and not a box set of motivational tapes or a piece of exercise equipment called P90X, no matter how good the information is or the equipment. It takes us looking at ourselves consistently over time, asking ourselves the tough questions like, why am I not working? The answers might surprise you. It reminds me of the fable I once heard. A student goes to the guru in the cave and says, Guru, I want to achieve enlightenment. And the guru says, Okay, that will take 10 years. And the student says, No, 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 I want to do it quicker. And the guru says, Okay, that will take 20 years. See, we want the quick fix. We want the answer. We want to be inspired by someone else. And we want that inspiration to carry us. It won't. That would be like me saying, all I need is inspiration to run a marathon. I might also need to run a few miles. The secret is to find miles you enjoy running. As crazy as it sounds, I enjoy therapy and drilling down into myself. That's why it was effective for me. Not because therapy is effective, but because it's simply an extension of my innate curiosity. I always look forward to acting class too, the freedom and challenge of emotional expression. But would I enjoy running the miles necessary to run a marathon? Not so much. It's why I've never run a marathon. So, why doesn't self-help work for you? Why do we lose our inspiration and go back to our old habits? The answer lies in the question. And within ourselves. Thank you for listening to Blog Theater from Happy Living. If you enjoyed this performance, please leave us a kind review. To read the inspiration for this episode of Blog Theater, go to happyliving.com backslash blogtheater.